We begin Simon Ration on Gimel. Din Kira Vitaner Litan Alaha Gaderas Bar Shabbos. This will be discussing the issues of Shahia and Chazara. Shahia is leaving food on a heat source from before Shabbos, continuing to cook, and then Chazara is returning the pot to the heat source on Shabbos. In Simon Shin Yidches, we'll learn about the Iker Molacha of Bishel, focusing more on the big Magdir, defining and describing the derisa of cooking on Shabbos. However, in this segment, we'll be talking about two of the main derabonin we find regarding Bishel, Shi'iya and Chazara. So the Mishnah Berg gives an introduction. Because there are so many details, we don't want one to be confused. I'm quoting from the Sefer Machzah Shekel with a small introduction. In order to read this simon smoothly, or at least as smoothly as possible. We have two concepts, Shehiya and Chazara. Shehiya Mikri, Shinosin Tavshom Erev Shabbos Al Gave Kira, Lo Derech Hadmana. Shehi is when you leave the pot on on a stove. It's not derech admana. It's not covered up with uh, towels or any other thing. Umanicha omed kira, and you leave it there on top of the kira. Ubeshabes notel mehakira, and then on Shabbos you remove it from its source of heat. That is shehiya. Chazora mikri kishahanicha merav Shabbos al kira. Again, you leave the pot on top of the kira on the stove from Friday. On Shabbos, you take it off, you want to dish out some of the tavshil, and then you want to return it to this heat source. That is the ikr definition of chazara, according to everybody. However, there's a different form of chazara, which we'll see is more machmir. Where you have a pot that was on the fire Friday afternoon, you take it off right before Shabbos, and now you want to return it to the heat source on Shabbos, and we'll learn more about that in Sif Beis Bahaga. So we have Shehiya leaving food on the fire from before Shabbos, and Chazara returning the food to the fire on Shabbos. Now the main concern, or the main reason for the Gezerah of Shehiya, we'll learn, is this phrase we've seen earlier, Shem Yechata Begecholim, that if you see the pot and it's cooking, but it's not cooking fast enough, so you might stoke the coals to uh, expedite the cooking. And the malacha of stoking the coals is not the malacha of Bishal, that's the malacha of Havara. Lo Savara Eish Bechol Shabbos. So that's the rationale behind Shehiya. When it comes to Chazara, that exists as well, according to most poskim, that if you return the pot to its heat source, you might, you might stoke the coals to make it cook quicker, to get it hot again. And there's a different issue as well regarding Chazara, which is Mechzikim Avashel, that by putting something onto a heat source, even though it's already cooked and officially ain't Bishel Achabishel, it's not real Bishel, but by putting anything on the stove or in an oven on Shabbos, it looks like it's cooking. That's an added reason behind the Isser of Chazara. Nowadays, we don't really cook with coals anymore, or not usually at least. However, the application would be, if you have a regular oven or stove, raising the flame 
according to almost all poskim, that would have the same concern. When we have a gezerah of she'iya or chazara, the chem yechata b'gecholim, you might try to raise the flame through stoking the coals. The same thing would be applicable by just turning the knob. Here we have a machlokas Hanania and Rabbanin regarding the Isra of Shehiyah. held that if something was already cooked, Bendrusoi was a well-known bandit, and uh, he would always be eating on the run, never having time to cook his food fully. What exactly is that shear? Either it's half-cooked or a third-cooked, but basically... As long as it's somewhat edible, it may not be enjoyable, but it's edible, then Hanani Yeshita was mutter la shausu al gabe kira, then it's mutter to leave it on the heat source of filu yemena grufa, mene gachalim, mene even if it's not swept away from the coals, nor is it covered, hainu shemachusi gachalim be'efer, you do not cover the coals with ash, like we'll learn about in Machaber. That's Hanani Yeshita. The only iser of Shehiyah is if it's not even kemach brandusoy, it's not edible. Then we have the Cheshash of Shem Yechata B'Gecholim. V'chachamim s'v'ilahu, da'asr im e'na grufa k'tuma. V'chachamim are more machmer, and they say, if it's not gorufa k'tum, if it's not swept away with the coals, or the coals are not covered, it's asr, el'im k'in nisbashu kol tzarku metztamek v'ralo. Unless it's totally cooked, and it's metztamek v'ralo, which means the more it stays on that source of heat, it's shrinking, and it's only detrimental to the food. It's not helpful. Only then would Shehiyah be permissible. Anything under Nispashal, Koltzarko, Mestamik, Viralo, then the Gezeir of Shehiyah would apply. That's the Machlokas Chachamim and Chananya. Bereish Perikira Tanan. We have a mission at the beginning of Perikira. Kirish is Ikua, Begefus, or Be'etzim. You have a stove that was lit with Gefus. We'll learn about that. That's the sediment from the olives or wood. And those both burn well. You cannot place the pot on the kira until you sweep away the coals, or at least you cover them with ash. Gemara has the following question, how to read the Mishnah. When it says you should not put it on the stove, is that talking about Erev Shabbos, not to leave it there unless it's swept or covered? That's going like the Chachamim. Or maybe it's talking about Shabbos itself. When it says don't place the Kedera on that kind of Kira, it means on Shabbos don't return the Kedera. However, Shehiyah would be totally mutter, even if it's not swept or covered, and that would be the Asik Chananya, that would be like Chananya. So there's two ways to read this Mishnah. When it says Lo Yitain, is it referring to before Shabbos? And that would be going like the Chachamim. You can't even leave it there unless it's totally cooked, Mestamik Viralo. Or does Lo Yitain mean you can't put it back on Shabbos, but before Shabbos would be fine as long as it's Kamach Ben and that reading would be going like Chananya. Vlo Ivshitahai, boy, this question is not answered in the Gemara itself. And therefore we have a Machlokas Rishonim, the Rif and the Ramam and those who hold like them. They say that it's referring to before Shabbos and it's going like the Chachamim Keneged Chananya. Even to do Shehiya, you need Grufa Ketuma, it's totally cooked in Mestamik Viralo. However, the Balei Tosos and the Rosh and Rashi, they all paskin, 
of Elisha's mutter, Filo al Inagrufa, the Mishnah is talking about doing Chazorah and Shabbos itself, but to do Shehiya, it would be fine as long as the Kamacha ben Dusoy, and that's going like Hananya. The Shita of the Rif and the Rambam versus the Shita of the Balea Tosos, the two opinions quoted in this Sif. The first sheet of Machaber, which we're going to read, is the sheet of the Rif and the Rambam. And then the Yesh Omrim of the Machaber that's brought at the end of Sif Aleph, that is the sheet of Rashi and Tosvus. Now let's go through the words of the Shulchan Aruch with Hashem's help. So says the Mechaber, let's today just read the first part of the Mechaber, which is the Sheet of the Rif and the Rambam. <coughs> if you have a, a Kira, is an oven that's shaped like a pot, where you actually have room to place pots on top of it. So there's a heat source in the middle, that's where the coals are, and then you could either put a pot in the Kira or on top of the Kira. And there's a room for two pots to be on top of the kira. If you take the gefis, sediment of olives, or wood, that's material that burns well, that, that becomes coals, you cannot place a tamshul on top of it, and parenthetically, for sure, you can't place a tamshul inside of it, which is even more hot. Unless it's totally fully cooked and it's mitztamek, perush, holech v'chaser, viralo. And the more it stays there on the fire, it's shrinking and it's detrimental for the dish. Only then, there's no concern that you might try to raise the fire through stoking the coals. Oh, says the Mechaber, another potential leniency. That the food you're putting on there is totally raw. Since it's totally raw, there's no chance of it being done by this evening for the Friday night meal. And therefore, you're not going to think about it until tomorrow. And throughout the entire night, it will continue cooking without any intervention. So there are two ways to allow shahiya, two ways to allow this pot on the heat source from before Shabbos. Either if it's fully cooked, mitztamik viralo, and staying there is only detrimental for the tabshil, or it's totally raw. Those are the two heterim. But if it's cooked a little bit, but it's not fully cooked, or even if it's fully cooked, but staying there is, is beneficial, then Chayshinan Shem Yechata, we have the Gezerev Shem Yechata, V'asulah Shosoleh Elim Kein Garaf. And therefore you could only leave it on that kira, on that kind of stove or oven, if you sweep away the coals, Dahayni Shehotzimenu Kolegacholim. You remove all of the gecholim. You push them all to one side. O Katam, or you cover them, Dahayni Shekisa Gecholim Be'efelamayit Chomam, you cover the coals with ash in order to minimize their heat. So if it's slightly cooked, 
the only way to allow shahiyah, the only way to allow this slightly cooked food to stay on the fire for me for Shabbos, is if you have goruf or katam, if you remove the coals or you cover them, only then is it permissible. And this is really the source of the blech, the idea of taking some kind of metal sheet and placing it on top of fire, that's trying to accomplish kotum, that we no longer cook with coals and therefore we're not going to cover up the coals with ashes, but we have a fire and we could take the metal and cover up the fire. And according to the vast majority of poskim, that works as a form of kotum. The chazanish, however, argued, and he felt that one of the main requirements is not just covering up the fire, but it's like the Mechabra tells us, it's to also diminish the, the heat. When that sheet of fire is there for a long enough time, it, it doesn't really diminish the heat at all. It gets extremely hot, and therefore the Chazanish held that a blech would not be the same thing as kotum. Continues the Mechabra, Let's say you have a, a, a tabshil and it's mispashal kitzas, it's partially cooked, but then right before Shabbos, you place into it a totally raw food, a raw potato. Mutter kilo haisa kulo chaya. Then we say it's mutter, just as if the entire thing was raw. Because it accomplishes the same, the same idea, that I'm not going to think about it, because I know no matter how much I stoke the coals or turn up the flame, it will not be ready for this evening. And even if it was not swept away, you didn't sweep the coals to the side, and it was not covered, you would still be allowed to take a kedera of food and place it next to it. So it's not inside of it, it's not on top of it, but it's next to it, that would be mutter. However, if this kira was, the, the material used for cooking was straw or very small pieces of wood, then it's mutter to keep the pot on the kira, even without gorf and kotum. Because that kind of material is just not possible to stoke them. Once they diminish, there's no way of getting them back. Says the Ramah, Shtei kiros hamasimos zoets alzo. You have two kiros right next to each other. Vidofin shel cheres beinayim, and there is some kind of uh, slat of cheres between the two of them. Ha'achas grufa katuma v'ashni ena grufa katuma. One is either gar for katum and the other one is not. Mutter lashos ala grufa katuma. You're allowed to leave your pot on the kira that is gar for katum. Afal pisha mosif hevel mishena grufa katuma. Even though it's getting heat from the kira right next to it, that's not gar for katum. We're not concerned that you're going to stoke the coals in that one to add more heat to uh, to the other kira. Machaber continues, betanur. So until now we've been discussing a kira. Now a tanner is the opposite extreme. This is something that has intense heat. It's a larger area on the bottom, and then it gets more narrow as it goes up, and therefore the heat is really trapped within this. Even if the material used in the tanner is the straw or the small pieces of wood, it's not only usher to keep uh, the, the kadeira inside or on top of it from before Shabbat, it's usher even to have it next to it. And even if you did the grufa or katuma, it would still be usher when it comes to a tanner. Says the Ramah, Kozman Yad so lettuce, but as long as it's Yad so lettuce. The Kolshikange also lashes Basoho Agabin for sure. If you can't even have a Kadera next to a Tanir, you uh, cannot have it on top or inside of it. Now, the third case, the third type of oven, is a Kopach. 
Kopach shehu makom shvisas kederachas. That's a similar shape to the kira, where it's shaped as a as a kedera, as a pot, but it's smaller. It only has room for one kedera on top, not for two. And because it's smaller, it's able to keep the heat better than a kira, but yet it's not as strong as a tanner. So im husak bekash ogavava dinukakira. So this has the halachic middle ground. If you use straw or small pieces of wood, then it would have the halachic status of a kira, meaning to say that if you did goruf akotam, then it's mutter. But if you used gefes and eitzim, dinut ketaner, then even with goruf akotam, it would still not be okay. But tenurim shalonu dinam kakira. The Ramah tells us that our tenurim, our ovens nowadays, they have the status of, as a kira, which was case number one. And therefore, no matter what material we're using, as long as we do gorur for kotum, that would be mutter. The Mechaber continues, Let's say I forgot about the Kedera and I left it there from before Shabbos, and it was only partially cooked. If it was already fully cooked, then mutter would be mutter to use that food on Shabbos, even though when you left it there, it was still beneficial for the Tabshil. But if it wasn't fully cooked, then that food cannot be eaten on Shabbos. You cannot consume that until after Shabbos is over. If you left it there on purpose, knowing full well that there is a violation of Shehiyah, and I know I'm not supposed to leave this here, as long as it's not in but I did anyway, then Osir Bishnehem, meaning even if it was fully cooked, as long as it was Mitztamik V'yofalo, I can't eat that until after Shabbos, and adds the Ramah, you'd have to wait the amount of time the Malacha took. The Ramah continues, if a non-Jew returns the pot to the heat source on Shabbos, Dino Kishachach V'shoh, that has the same status as forgetting and doing shahiyah. So again, that would mean if it wasn't fully cooked, then it would not be permissible to use on Shabbos. And if it was fully cooked, even if it's Nistamik V'yofalo, you could still use it on Shabbos. V'im hechzira Yisrael, if a Jew himself does chazara and he puts the kedera back onto the heat source on Shabbos, dino ka'over v'shah, even if he did so b'shogeg, the halachic status is as if he left it, or it would be analogous to leaving a pot on the fire from before Shabbos with mezid, which is again, even if it's fully cooked, as long as it's mistamik v'yofalo, that food cannot be consumed on Shabbos. And we'll explore all of these details when we see the Mishnah Burah. However, if by returning it, it's detrimental, then mutter, then you're allowed to eat from that thing, because you're not getting any real benefit from the Isser of Chazara. So that's all the first shita that we find within the Mechaber, and we'll read the second shita tomorrow. Let's just do a few Mishnah Berus here. Sivkatin Aleph. There's also room in the kira to place the kedera inside of it, not just on top of it. And as long as it's fully cooked and a mistamik viralo, you're allowed to keep it inside of it as well. The Chiddush of the Mechaber is teaching us that if it's mistamik viyafalo, if it's beneficial to stay there, it's also even on top of the kira. These materials, the gefes and the eitzim, they become coals. And therefore we have the concern of, you might stoke them. 
to reignite the fire. Shehi pasolish shel zesim. It's the the leftovers of the zesim. V'yeshom nehuah din pasolish shel shumshumin. Some say the same thing is true with the pasolish of sesamis. The gamheim nechlal gefes aniskab mishnah. That's included in the phrase gefes that's used in the mishnah, like we'll say in Reishon and Zion Sif Gimel regarding hatmana. Sifkot and dalid obe eitzim. V'huah din pachamim v'gali behem agasa. This is true with coals or even dried manure from an animal. They can also be used for gecholim, for coals. Sifkatan hey, lite naleha. So the Mechaber told us that it's usher to place the tavshil on top of it from before Shabbos. Hainu litino kodem shkiyas echama lashosa alel meaning to say you can't leave it there from before Shabbos, litzorach halayla, to try to use this for the Friday night meal. Now, it's a mashma from this mission in Vura that if we wanted to use it for Shabbos lunch, even if it's only partially cooked now, that would be okay. So the Bir Lacha actually speaks about that case. He says, That's the only problem. That's the Lashon of the tour. And he explains, if you have a cholent, where we don't touch the cholent Friday night, we put it up before Shabbos, and then we have it for Shabbos lunch. So then, there are poskim who say, that's mutter. Even though it's only in a special kitzas, because your intent is to have it tomorrow, that would be mutter kamochaisa, just like the case of the raw food, your masiach das. Uh, the Bir Lacha continues and he says, However, there are others who say, as long as it's possible to eat tonight, so uh, we're concerned that you might change your mind. If you have an early dinner it's uh, during the winter and you're done by 8.30 or 9 o'clock and now it's 12.30 and you're getting hungry and you want a bowl of cholent, so as long as it could be ready by the evening, even if that's not what you had in mind, other poskim say it would be usher to leave it there before Shabbos if it's only a special kitzas. His conclusion is that Bidiyevid Yesh Lis that Bidiyevid, if you forgot to have a blech, for the blech we use for a crock pot is a sheet of tinfoil between the, the heat source and the insert. Uh, if you forgot to have that and you put the crock pot in there before Shabbos and it was there for, let's say, an hour before Shkia, so it was in a special kitzas, but it was not, it was not even Kamacha Brandu Soy, let's just say. So, Bidiyavid, you could still eat that chola in Shabbos lunch because that was the intention. However, he says, Shaloye Rogolas, okay, this should not become the habit. If you're really putting up the chola an hour before Shabbos, it's not going to be Kamacha Brandusoi. With the onset of Shabbos, you should really get in the habit of having a blech and not relying on this shita. Sivkat in Zion, Eliim Kainis Bashel. So, this is the shita here of the riff in the Rambam. Only time it's mutter is if it's fully cooked. And it's mitztamik viralo. Hainu the kevin shigavar nispashel legamre adshi nispashel yoser titztamik lera. It's already so cooked that if it cooks anymore, it's detrimental. Lo chashin lechitoy mutel litzna oz lechatchila. They were not concerned for you trying to raise the flame through the stoking of the coals, and it's mutter to have it there lechatchila. Sifkot and ches. We'll end with this mitztamik viralo. It gets uh, smaller and it's detrimental. Anything that a person would feel disappointed as it gets dried out and contracts because of the length of Bishel, that's considered Mitztamik Viralo. 
And when we have the expression, Mitztamek V'yofilo, that means that I'm happy with the fact that it's cooking more. I think it'll make it taste better. We'll continue tomorrow with Sifkat and Tess, and with Hashem we will see the, uh, the next sheet in the Mechaber, and then we'll try to make some more practical applications as well.